All right. This is episode 60. Me and Demmer, we go down some barebow news, updates on field nationals, talk about the Lancaster Archery Academy spring forward, um, 3D trials. The first, first day of 3D trials today, as a matter of fact, is day two of that qualifying round. And then we get into some 50 meter tuning stuff, uh, the, the, the arrow conundrum that John was in and a lot of um, a lot of the responses into what he was going through uh, were were the same. And John goes through the exact opposite, um, ironically, of what he did to kind of fix his tune, explain the situation and what was going on. So you're. It really, it really, for those of you that are tuning or trying to tune for 50 meters and wondering why you get some, some crazy groups and stuff like that, um, this will help. So enjoy the episode. Remember, share the show. It does help. Um, and you realize there is valuable information. Share this episode of the Variable Project. Thank you. Good luck out in the, uh, on the archery range. I think then um, anybody I can put a name to to promote our sport. The archer who owns all the world records, John Demmer III. You know, the more difficult a thing is, the more important the mental game becomes. I, I didn't eat any supper yet either. How about you either. guys? You guys eat yet? I didn't eat. Oh, either. you know, uh, I have some crunch berries. Oh, yeah. Grayson Parlow. It's like me taking three or four years off your eyes just because I weakened that prescription in the shooting eye. And don't put everything into my shot that I should, that I get a lot of drop on those heavy arrows. It's dropping all the way down. He said, well, you might want to think about going to a lighter arrow in the spring walking. And then that's what got that started. So the rest of the day. And then uh, after a while, like you do that for like you know, five, six days and then and they're good. You have to like slowly yeah. expose them to the UV. I did definitely did not do it in that, <laughs> you know, in that small. I definitely did not. And, that, that. and that's so, why the greenhouse plants that's are part fine. Of the problem. That's why the greenhouse plants are fine because by the time the greenhouse gets them and sells them to you, they're they're already um, conditioned to the sun. Right. They're they're already used to absorbing the UV light. Huh. Well, I'm sure people don't want to listen to us talk about. Uh, plants and gardens and stuff so <laughs> we might as well i guess get to the get to the business so before we for, for everybody we we have a whopping six listeners we were up to like 12 i don't know everybody heard us talk nah. about plants and took off yeah um, they're like... <laughs> yeah they're like we don't want to hear about this shit um so yeah. we're gonna quick uh recap i'm gonna i'm gonna recap gator cup um uh, some scores and results and whatnot and the spring forward at Lancaster Archery. And then Denver's going to go over day one scores this weekend. USA 3D trials are going on. Shout out to everybody that's uh, out in Kentucky right now. Um, hopefully you guys don't have to shoot the power line because that is a terrible, terrible place to shoot if you're, if you're experienced with it. Um, so let's see here. I'm going to share screen. Do me a favor. Let me know if, if, you see this properly, John. Share screen. You should see archers right now. Yep, archers. Yep. Yep. So, 
Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had the pleasure of shooting with uh, some wonderful people at Lancaster Archery Academy. Um, obviously, shout out to Lancaster Archery Supplies, a sponsor of the show. Um, but I got the shot with, with Paul Donahue. Every time you pull your arrows, Paul's like, I got all my bullets. I got all my bullets. It's, <laughs> it's absolutely hilarious. Um, but Paul shot, uh, got to shoot with him. VJ uh, from New York. I don't, I, I never met BJ before. I know he listens to the podcast because I actually was messaging with you, John. And like, he was like, I listened to every episode. He goes, everything I have learned. And the dude shot a 319 first half. Like he came out absolutely oh, that's good. on fire. Yeah. The second half he shot a 99. Um, but like you could see he was focused. He was like super focused. Um, yeah, a I, decent I, amount of tens too. That's a good yeah, thing. Yeah. Count. Yeah, he was, he was, he shot well. Um, I pulled out a, a, a lonely bronze. I shot a six, six Oh four. Second half was a little bit of a struggle. First half. Oh, do you see this guy? I don't know if it'll let me pull up. No, it won't let me pull up my actual scores. I could probably go back through. Like I started with like a 56, a 55, a 54, and then shot like a 44. Like, yeah. in, uh, I mean, that's, it, it was my first tournament of the year. It's one more tournament than I shot before nationals last year. So, Hey, every little bit counts. Um, Rick Regal, Mike Nair. Um, are, they Rob, still, are, they, are they still shooting alongside their building? Uh, no. What, at Lancaster? LA, yeah. No, 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 no. They're shooting out in the big field there. Okay. So, like, you go out, you go out alongside, uh, you go out of the academy, you go to the long parking lot, and alongside the building is their um, – uh, practice range and then a field is out on the other side of where like you know where casey's target is that she shoots you know okay. where her practice she's got her she shed that's there and then her and then over over in the big field that they okay. have like the big curtain and the train tracks behind it okay so hey just so you know that storm that you got is like just got here i'm watching the light flash <laughs> i'm recording on my porch so this should be interesting to see if, yeah uh, it gets ugly um so that was the the senior men uh let's go back bare bow senior female maggie shot she shot a 579 8.042 average wasn't her best but it wasn't bad first half was definitely better than the second uh elizabeth humphreys shot a 372 a couple of the cadet girls shot well emily rodriguez morgan nyer they both shot 405 and a 329 and let me see bowman nola nyer shot a 573 that kid this weekend at the s3da regional shot a 329 half she was on absolute fire um, nice yeah she's she's really coming along and then jamie DiGiacomo, you know jamie she's been she's been around for a long time this wasn't her best. The next day she shot at Palmyra, I believe, and shot like a six, I want to say like 618 or something like that. So she made okay. a huge improvement just in 24 hours. But this was her first outdoor of the season. So, yeah, you know, eh, that happens. Um, yep. Let's take a quick look at the Gator Cup. Oh, that's recurve open men. We don't want to look at them. Uh, Barebo, let's see here. Here we go. Adar pulled out the win down there but he also finished top in the qualifications with a 592 shout out to what i think his 
what's his brand name? Red Leather Archery Works. Red Leather Archery Works. I think that's what it is. Red. I think that sounds about right. I think it's Red. Yeah. Is it Red? Yeah, leather? he made. I think is it Red Leather. I think it's something like that. Whatever. The dude. First of all, he's amazingly talented. He's a performer, and he he makes this. You guys just go check out his Facebook page. He's a good dude. He's a hell of a shooter. Um, Chris really Willard. Nice guy. Yep. He's a super nice guy. Chris Willard. I didn't know, John, you know Chris or know of Chris. Yeah, I've shot with Chris a few times at NFA Indoor Nationals. Um, he's a, a, a compound uh, a compound barebow shooter. I think I think he's actually he shot the uh, bow hunter class um, for the compound barebow side uh, for many, many years. So he, yeah, he, tinkers, awesome. he, he tinkers with the recurve once in a while. Well, I'll yeah. tell you what, 582 isn't bad. And he's, yeah, it's not bad. Especially if he's new new to the recurve side. That's, 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 a, that's, that's not too bad at all. Then we no, have – Not bad. I don't know. Is it June Lou? You think that's what I'm saying right? If I'm saying that right? I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't sure. know him. I didn't know if you knew him or not. He shot a 565. I mean, that's – I mean, they're all respectable no. scores. It's not, it's, you're going to have a small, smaller population shooting down there. John yeah, Cottrell, to get a couple. You know, yeah, I mean, it's Tom Olson, Jason Douglas, all these guys shot. And it's a pretty good showing. Daniel Wilson was number nine. So pretty good showing, not bad. Um, those are your qualification scores for the men, the women. Tracy Ratliff, 507. Kelly Scott, 471. Good old Jen K. Jenna, sorry, I don't kind of say your last name. She shot a 400. Um, it's a heck of a trip from all the way up in uh, up in New York, there, lady. But these are your qualification scores. You got your junior men. Top scores of 541. Yeah, we didn't women. expect we didn't expect a huge turnout for the the Gator Cup. No, no um, it's not. I it's not like a centralized area for Lake Faribault. Like I would expect it more, more at like uh, the Ben Avery shooting center there for um, what was that? The Arizona cup. I would expect quite a few at uh, uh, the Texas shootout. I'd expect quite a few at SoCal um, probably in Ohio as well. The Buckeye, um, yeah. the Ga- the Gator cup would definitely be the, the lower end of the turnout. Um, which still wasn't. I don't. I don't think it was too bad for uh, first time and and at the at Florida. Um, no, no, definitely not. I mean, you had a big showing in Arizona Cup. You'll have a big showing at Buckeye. Um, good luck to everybody who goes to Chula Vista in two weeks. Not this weekend. The following weekend, um, and shoots out there. But so just and here's a quick look at your brackets. Um, Looks like what Adar pulled out the six four win over Chris. Um, that must have been a good match. Six four is a that's, that's tight. And then yeah, close match. June yeah. Luke went six zero on on big John Cockrell. He's a good guy, super nice guy. That that last. Yeah, I remember. I remember John. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then Jen pulled out the W over Tracy with a six five. So that one must have been tight. And then Ooh, Kelly one also arrow, one arrow shoot off. Yep. Yep, yep. So good stuff there. Happy for you guys. I got to, uh, um, you know, go out. Can you hear that rain in the background? Can you hear it dripping? Can you hear that yet? I don't know. I, it might get might get a little dicey here a little bit. <laughs> I mean, my porch is all covered and stuff, but you know, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a big like the 
it wasn't really thunder and lightning here. It's just pretty heavy, heavy rain for about oh, 20 minutes. Good. Well, I'm probably going to put myself on mute anyways, just in case. And but so you might you be, can... you might be getting the red. We didn't get the red. We just got some yellow. Oh, no. I'm going to pull that up here while you go over the 3D trials, first day scores. Why don't you go over those quick, Mr. Demmer? Yeah. Uh, let me find them again. <laughs> Rookie. Um, I gotta wait for Facebook to load up. Yeah, we can start out with the uh, the men's barebow side. It looks like Dwayne is uh, five points up on second place and 15 up on fourth. Um, the key here is you want to be top three. It doesn't matter if you win it or get second or whatever. You just got to finish top three. So uh, Dwayne, Dwayne's got a 15-point cushion on the fourth. Uh, Robbie's like right behind Dwayne. He's uh 10 points off of fourth he's 10 points up so he's got some time yeah he, nice you'll enjoy that so robbie's got a good little cushion uh spanky brooks and daniel columns right now are third and fourth they're within one point of each other um and spanky's got one more bonus ring so he's got the tiebreaker right now but that doesn't mean much because they still got 48 more arrows tomorrow um for the women's barebow, uh, Fawn has got a pretty good lead. She is up 105 off of fourth, so um, that's pretty much a sure thing. Um, if knock on wood, there's such yeah. a sure thing. And Laura Hughes, um, she's in second. She's a longtime uh, field shooter. She's been to several world championships for field for the youth division. Um, really nice young lady. Um, she's solid in second place and rounding out the top three is sydney phipps um she's got a pretty good lead on fourth um if everything goes as planned that's probably going to be your top three i'm going to go out on the limb and say that um yeah. for the men's traditional i don't know if uh, people are for, uh, familiar with the, the class rules for world archery um traditionally men's traditional women's traditional they changed it it used to be called instinctive um it's pretty much a some wood riser um you you can have ilf fittings but you can't be able to move, move them so you have to lock one in place and you have to shoot off this shelf um i believe you can have an arrow rest um you know like a stick on like an old old hoyt stick on um and that's basically your class there you have to shoot against the knock no string walking no face walk i think you can face walk now i think they huh. changed that you can know. face walk but you can't string walk. Um, uh, okay. So for that class, Archie Nixon is in is uh, 28 points up on fourth right now. Um, I don't know if anybody's familiar with Archie. Archie is a longtime shooter, dude. I don't know how old he is right now, but he's got to be, I'm thinking mid-60s, somewhere around there. Um, but he's a pretty diehard uh, traditional shooter. Um, pretty good Uh I think he probably caught a few people off guard this weekend so far. Um, but yeah, he's in first, uh, Delano, um, kind of a new guy, uh, new guy on some, on the scene for some people, uh, for those that are familiar with him though, he can shoot pretty good. Um, he's got a, what, eight point lead so far on fourth. So it's going to be a pretty tight race. Lee Wilkins and Ken Renis, same situation as, uh, Daniel and Spanky, one point apiece, fighting for that third spot. Um, so that should be a good one. Um, and our good old buddy, uh, Santo, is not too far behind. He's got a little bit of work to do. 
but it's definitely within reach. Um, let's see, what's a women's traditional look like? Stephanie Correra. Um, I forget where she's from. I think she's from Florida. I don't know. She's from a hot state. I just remember that for whatever reason. Um, but she's leading in the women's traditional right now, followed by Tracy Francis. Uh, her name should sound familiar for some people. She's a barebow archer that shoots some USA archery stuff. Um, pretty decent, too. Um, Mandy Boggs is rounding out the top three. That's going to be a nice tight race, too. Fourth place is only like uh, 14 points back. So that's going to be a, a nice uh, a nice match. Men's longbow, Kenneth Jordan is leading the pack, followed by Trevor Calvin and Shiloh's in fourth. He's eh, 14 points back, so he's got some work to do, but Shiloh's a really good shooter. Um, he's got a chance to sneak in there, but Trevor and Calvin are within two points, and, and Kenneth has got like a 15-point lead off on uh, Trevor. So that's uh, – that's going to be a tight race tomorrow too. Shiloh's the yeah. wild card. You don't know if Shiloh can really light it up. Um, I've shot against Shiloh in the past, um, head to head stuff for, um, uh, trad worlds, um, shooting for like last man standing is kind of thing. He's a pretty, pretty good shooter. Um, for women's longbow, Makoa is, uh, leading the pack with that one. Uh, she's got a pretty good, strong lead there. Uh, Looks like she's 92 points ahead of fourth. So if she does her thing, she'll be in no problem. Um, Joella is in second, and Julie Robinson is in third. Um, that rounds out your top three. Fourth place is, unfortunately, a little further behind. Um, so if things play out, that should be your top three for the longbow class. Um, there's some tight races, and there's some really good leads. Um, yeah. should be should be interesting for tomorrow for sure well yeah thanks for running through those good luck to everyone tomorrow i mean you know shoot straight and, and yeah have a good time um what you shot you never no you did not shoot 3d trout did you shoot 3d trout yes you did yeah i shot a couple years ago. yeah what what's the what's the format i mean i know the format what's the the uh you got two days you want of shooting. To run through it. Yeah, run yeah. Through it quick. Yeah, so it's uh, our trials. There's no shoot-offs. There's, there's none of that. Um, I'm not sure if there's going to be a shoot-off, if there's a tie, or they're just going to go right to the bonus rings. Um, we, did, we haven't had a tie in the past that I'm aware of. Um, but you get two days of shooting. You know, you shoot 24 targets one day, 24 targets the next day. You get two arrows each target. Um, it's all unmarked. Um, so basically if you're a good shooter and you make a strong first shot, you should know what the yardage is by after your first shot for sure. Um, so that's it. It's 96 arrows straight up, no shoot off, no, no eliminations, nothing, that, nothing like that. It's all aggregate. So that's it. It's pretty straightforward. One time deal, man. You only get, you only get this one shoot to qualify and that's it. So yeah. better have, better have a good two days. <laughs> yes, you got to step up. You got to step up. Well, good luck to the shooters for tomorrow. Yeah. Across the board, track class, verbal class, long. Yeah, go. wouldn't that be cool if Robbie makes like makes them both? He um, could do it. He's shooting he strong right now. There's absolutely yeah. no question. He's shooting strong. He that young that young punk. <laughs> yeah, but he man, I listen. He, he puts in the work. Hard. He, put, he puts in the work. He puts in the work, and I I mean we've talked about it numerous times. You know if he. And he's, 
uh, people need to understand also like he's in a, a place where he can put in the work he's young uh you know uh relationship no kids you know he's got the time he's got that that ability to do it you know he should be he should be where he's at he has uh, all of the cards are in his favor do you know what i mean yeah and, but you still have to have the drive you still have to have the motivation right the that, dedication. And i don't want to take away yeah, I don't want to the, the know-with-all and the people to get the right advice from. Yeah, you know, a lot of things have to work in place, and you still have to put in the work. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I worked with Robbie, I think, through two cycles, leading up to field nationals, and then leading up to the classic. He yeah, he's... at at the classic. He showed like he one arrow kept him from um going into yeah, against off. against one Dwayne. Arrow, yeah, against Dwayne. Yep. Yep. So like he's 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 still he's still climbing and I'm proud of him. I'm happy for him. He's and made some he, great progress, dude. Like tremendous. Yeah. For sure. But with that being said, shout out to Robbie. Shout yeah. out to Matt Yaka. Yeah, Yaka's not too far. Yeah, yeah, Yaka's not too far behind, man. He's what nope. uh nine points out. Yep. So yep. Still within still nothing. within. Yep. Barebow That's nothing. That still happens in 3D two, too. Two, so. arrow, two arrows a target. I mean, it's basically it could be take your pull your worst target out of there and replace it with one of the average ones, and that's one target. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, but good luck to those guys. We look forward to uh, watching the results. So as we uh, kind of we're going to start sort of ascending or descending toward the close, we're going to talk a little tuning stuff. John posted a picture to the group. It was basically like, all right, people, what do you do? Um, I yep. actually have the video here, John. So, you know, the video you sent uh, Grayson and I? Yeah. Yep. I think it's PG. I don't remember. I, but I believe it's it PG. Anyway. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. There was no cussing. There was no I don't think so. I derogatory think so. language in there. Uh, no, so, actually, so, so I knew. You can run through it. I'll start sharing. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah so I knew based on past information, what was going on. Um, it, and it was based on past aggravation of probably two weeks of shooting like this, um, like four years ago. Uh, so I knew what was going on, right? Um, but I gave everybody the information. It was kind of hoping that it would be like a teaching moment for the group. Yeah, um, a little bit of a test. Yeah. And so yeah. like, I, I didn't leave out any... Um, any information there was a couple there was at least one key thing in there and a couple people picked it up out of all the people that posted i think only one or two people actually picked up on it um so you can see in this video i got the fletch that's right there on the the point top point of the target you now, want me to hit play? yeah you can hit play let me hit play um, they'll be able to hear it and then we'll go through yep. okay yep you know photograph it makes it look a little funky but for this to be parallel, this point with a knock should be way over here. That would be parallel. This is from like 25 meters away. That's parallel. Something it's funky. Yep. So something's funky there. Now, um, I left the specs of what I was shooting, the poundage, the arrow length, the uh, point weight, and I and I told uh, on the uh, on the post that 
my arrow is doing a complete corks like a half corkscrew by the time it gets to 25. Um, there was no, the one thing I did leave out, there was no vein contact at all. My, I could shoot my arrows, you know, 20, 30 times each and, and I won't lose anything on my veins. Um, that wasn't in there. That wasn't necessarily important because that's something that, um, you're going to miss because there was no contact on the veins. None. Um, the problem was why I was corkscrewing. Some would say it's arrow, it's knock height, but it really wasn't. Um, it didn't really matter because the way that thing was flying, it was doing a complete corkscrew, right? Half like halfway around and then impact. So if I shot further back, it would just keep going to that circle. And if I shot close, it just it'd be like right there. Cause it the way I could see it flying, it started here. Like here's my flesh. The bear shaft did this. And then boom, hit the target. So if people just close their mind and just look at like a two-dimensional uh the image they'd be like oh arrows on the weak side you know it's too weak you know oh based on poundage based on spine based on point weight it's too weak you're you're off on spine one one spine maybe two spines but that's not not that's not the case because i'm getting i'm actually getting contact on my arrow you just can't see it um so what happened was based on my past information that i've I've shot this setup for like three years now, um, basically three years. I didn't shoot it last year. I don't know why I didn't shoot it last year, but I didn't shoot it last year. Um, but based on that, that arrow, I needed to shoot pushing like 42 and a half pounds. And right there, I was at like, I think 39 pounds. Um, so I was getting contact like probably this far in front of my fletch. It was never even touching my fletch. So it was getting that weird, like it was coming off the bow and kicking almost straight but it still had enough like momentum on that kick that it was still kicking that arrow and it wasn't flying straight. Like if, if it was straight up uh, weak, it would come off and go right over. Like no question. You can't miss it. Or if it was just straight up stiff, like getting towards the back end of the arrow that way. And if you have the weird stiff that it's contacting close to the end of the arrow and it's going to kick it really, really weak. But those ones are easy to figure out because if it's kicking really, really weak and you're stiffing up your arrow, it might drift over a little bit, but you'll never, ever, ever get it to come all the way because you're just getting stiffer, 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 stiffer. Um, and it'll just keep doing that goofy thing. And then you can see in mine, like, it's kind of weird. If Like, if you're just stiff sometimes and you're not getting any arrow contact, it's going to drift to the stiff a little bit. But if you're getting too much, it's going to hit the back end of the arrow. It's going to kick it hard. But when you start to stiffen up that arrow even more, it's actually going to bring it in closer to center, but you're getting contact further and further closer to the middle point of that arrow. And the closer you get to that middle of that point of arrow, you're going to be really close to actually looking really good, but your groups are just going to suck. Like they're going to suck so bad. If you're super consistent on your form, you, you know, I shot a 56 one or 57 one end. I shot four tens, a nine and an eight. Yeah. Felt really good. The next end I shot a 48 and I'm like, dude, that felt good. And the arrows are all over the place. And then the next end I shot, uh, I don't know, like a 51, but the arrows were like this, like straight up, like from seven ring to eight ring. I'm like, what the frig? You know, it's, that was a, that should have been another clue that it's not knock height. Because one ends this way, the next ends this way, 
next end this way like they're just sporadic all throughout um there was no clear uh pattern pa- pattern yeah um repetitive repetitive pattern too. yeah they're not yeah. always this way it's yeah. just constantly shifting it's shifting you know. and it was like a big circle little circle oblong you know uh, vertical um but the key thing in that post was um i had a corkscrew going i wasn't getting like a really quick cork corkscrew it was a slow corkscrew so i knew i was close to what i needed pretty close it probably wasn't a knock height because if knock height for me is like i get a lot of wiggle like if if my knock height's way off like so i was three three pounds off three and a half pounds off a spine which is a lot so i was like probably a half a spine off um i wasn't a full spine off but i was a half spine too stiff um so if i was if that was the same amount of error for uh, knock height i would have seen that tail wiggle so so bad like on the shot but when i shot the fletched (laughs) when i shot the fletched my arrow looked perfect boom every time but they would just like look perfect and you just go, whoop, whoop. you know, they just fly perfect though. You look at the knock end, all you saw the knock and the fletch. That's all you saw. You never actually saw any of the shaft turning. Like usually if you're off on spine, you could see the side of the arrow a little bit and then it corrects. Um, there was none of that. Um, hmm. There was none of like the tail high or tail low. I couldn't, I couldn't see that fletch. Um, I couldn't see the, the shaft of the fletched arrow at all. Like it was all just flying perfect straight. And right. that's a good sign to, to know that you're getting contact is if the arrows are looking like they're perfect, um, but your, your group is way under par. Um, like if you're working way too hard and you know your form's good, your, your release is good, um, you know that's, that's the telltale sign of you're getting contact somewhere, figure yeah. it out um, because it's just down a, it's just, you're just going to go down a slippery road where you're just going to get frustrated because you're thinking your shooting sucks and there's something wrong with your form. And then you're trying to fix something that isn't broken. It is a tune issue. Um, and that's, it's a frustrating thing. Um, especially if you look at it through the long, the wrong lens and you think, Oh, I'm too weak. Let's stiffen right. this thing up where right. I could have, I could have stiff, I could have shot a 600 spine arrow. And by the time I get to a 600 spine arrow, my bear shaft will be in the gold most of the time, but my scores would suck so bad. They're, they'd be the same. I'd be in the same situation as I was in that, in that uh, post. Um, shoot a lot of 52s, 53s, a couple 56s here and there, but you're going to shoot a lot of as many 56s or 7s I'd shoot. I'd shoot just as many like 48s. Um, they would just be not good, but the bear shaft would look really good. The fletch would look really good, but the grouping would just totally suck. Yeah, that's. I think there's probably a lot of archers, myself included, that think that they're doing something wrong every once in a while. And it's really just that you're tuned. Like if you can shoot 55, 56, 54 ends and, and do them and everything works, but then all of a sudden you shoot the exact same shots and that group moves or something wonky happens, but you're like, man, but, why did that not go? There's a, a group, chance that that's what it is. Yeah, a group, get a, good shift, group. a group yeah. shift is going to be you, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're shooting like consistently like this, but then you try a different setup, 
and you think you have it set up right the the knock looks good or the bear shaft looks pretty decent but you go from this to this you know on one good end like you're shooting a really good end and it's like you're going seven ring to seven ring where normally you're nine to nine on like a really good end the six well executed shots and you do that over and over again and it's like you know group this big group this big group this big and it starts shifting you're like you know there's something wrong it's not you like if yeah if you, if you know your tune is good and you make good shots it's going to group right it's going to group well if right and if you if you you know one end you're here and the next end you're here but the group is still pretty close and what i mean by a, a group i mean like say you shoot six arrow ends you know and you have the vast majority of your arrows in this and you might have a little flyer here and there um that's nothing to worry about that was probably sure. just a little a little thing that you did wrong with your form and then but the next end you group was over here but you still have like two over here that was probably you you probably had the bow leaned a little bit you probably maybe deep hooked too much or you hooked too hard right yeah like three four shots um that's going to be a you issue yeah. but like when you're shooting like groups and they're varying so much but your form feels the same um you're, you're following through you're still making the same contact you're running your fingers across your face the same your bow arm is steady as a rock um and you're hitting those big groups you know there's contact um and i just hope that people look at that and think okay it's not me okay and you know what you know it looks stiff or it looks weak so let's try to fix that and then you try to fix it but your groups your flesh groups are still the same they still kind of they're subpar then i want you i want you to be able to, to think that okay maybe it's the exact opposite right maybe i'm not too weak i'm actually slightly too stiff um and and if you're not getting any marks on your arrow you can't see them some arrows just don't show up marks um it's just the way the carbon is like i've shot arrows that had like a, a coating on it like a a slick finish like fast yeah. they have like the ice coating they um, do yeah even uh the nanos they have like a, a slick coating that coating will chip so if you see mark if you have like those arrows you should see marks on like an arrow like that but if you right. grab like um i don't know, like a a 3dhv a 3dhv might not have the coating or like a gold tip pierce might not have the coating they're not going to really show show marks on your arrow um so that's it's always good and that's why i always tell people buy like buy a test kit like always get a test kit like three spot yeah. three arrows of every spine yeah if you think you're a, yeah if you think you're a 600 spine okay buy a 500 600 700 and then throw a shot in the dark maybe get an yeah. 800 or get a 500 you know one of the you know get that variety because that if i had um if i had that like uh that test kit with me I'd be able to deduce it like like that, like ten minutes. Yeah. I haven't figured out just Wait, like that. Waker, Waker, Waker's growing impatient. He's listening to this. He wants to know. I'm watching the comments. I'm actually laughing at them as you're talking because you're trying to hit every detail. And Waker's like, just get to it already. What exactly did you have, and what did you do to fix it? Like that's right now. He's probably sitting in his living room or wherever he's at. He's like, yes, Frank. It's exactly what I want to know. So, <laughs> so, so let's. So we saw the video, we know where the arrows were hitting, we know what, what, what the result was looking like. 
So give us the spec on the arrow and the bow and what changes you made to fix it. So the, the, the post is 39 pounds, um, arrow is 29 and a half inches, knocked to carbon. So it, it's not a short arrow. It's not a long arrow. It's probably a moderately cut arrow. Uh, 110 grain points, 110 grains up front on the point. Um, yeah, the, so that's, that's what the video was. That's what the post was. So I actually added three more pounds uh, and I'm probably going to have to add another half pound. Um, so I'm going to be adding three and a half to three pounds. I'm at three pounds right now. Um, and then all of a sudden my groups went from all over the place. Now they're like, but I shoot a bear shaft. Now the bear shaft is going much, much straighter. There's no longer this big loop. Now it's much, much straighter. Um, it's still not perfect. But the arrow impact on the fletch and the bear shaft is almost identical. It's, it, it's cut, the gap is cut in half, but there's no longer any sweeping motion. So pretty much all that contact is now gone. Um, I have no, no markings on my fletching and I shoot excess wings. Some people say they're too brittle. Um, I actually like that kind of fletch because if you are getting contact, it will tell you immediately right. that there's yep. something wrong. Um, where a vein there's definitely a, a benefit to that yeah a vein and a feather is going to cover it up um, and it's going to cover it up for an extended period of time it takes a little while um, for a vein to get like black streaks or a feather to wear out um, it can take a little while um, yeah. not always but it can where the uh, like the excess wings or brady's wings or whatever um, spin wings they're going to tell you within two shots that it's something on the same jacked. arrow two shots yep. on the same arrow or two or three ends you're going to see you're going to yep. start it, seeing marks right away yeah yep. so that was you, it i was i would ended up being too stiff on my arrow um and that, that was the whole point of the post was to get people thinking not just like one direction like one lane stay in that lane and think that way but yeah. kind of open it up a little bit to the possibilities that it's the exact opposite of what it what looks like because you're actually getting a false read um, on right. what's going on. Right. Yeah. No, that's good. I, we talked about it numerous times about having multiple arrows and stuff like that. I guess also a challenge that we've been talking about the three of us, me, you, and Grayson, is that you know where do you where can you bring that poundage down, still get the performance, and and find that happy place of tune holding weight and and you know not having a super super light arrow that will work well in, in conditions like wind and rain and you know being able to you have to find that happy place you know and there's no question that shooting lower poundage is a lot easier on the panic and the release lowish poundage not lower i shouldn't say that because like 32 34 pounds on the finger sucks for the string coming off your fingers but 36 38 40 max for me personally, it's like, yeah, for that, spot. and that's, and that's uh, like, that, that's going to be everybody's individual preference. Like, yeah, you know, you're, you're a pretty, that. you're a pretty big, strong dude. Um, but someone that's like, you know, five, one and, and like weighs a buck, weighs a, you know, hundred pounds soaking wet, they might struggle a little bit more. Um, and they might, you know, 32 pounds for them might be like really tough. Um, yeah. but I'm with you on that. Like we got to find that balance of, uh, what's too much where we don't have enough time to train for it like 40 you know i'm not old 
but I'm not young anymore. 42, <laughs> 43 pounds is it, it's going to require more effort on my end volume, to, ma- more volume. to maintain to maintain yep. that. Yep. Um, I don't really have that time um, or drive, so I'm probably going to try to find, dig out my 750s and and go right back to like that 39 pound mark and try to uh, to re uh, yeah. retune something for that. I'm glad you said that because I think that's a crucial point. If you're if you're not if you're a shooter that's only practicing one or two days a week, like for me, that's what I am right now. If I'm lucky, if I'm able to practice one or two days a week. I'm not shooting 43, 44 pounds. I'm not doing it. I'm not even for hunting. I, I only shoot like 45 pounds for hunting. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to go that high. So you like those of you who listen to this podcast and then, or, or like, if you're that person that you're shooting one day a week, maybe two days a week, if you're shooting four or five days a week, 40, 42, 43 pounds can be nothing for you. 40, you know, you may be even higher if you needed to, but I don't think you need to go that high, um, but you have to keep that in perspective for your setup. You know, where do you want the forgiveness? Do you want the forgiveness in, and do you want to have that real fast arrow for all weather conditions? But you know, that X, that excess tension on your fingers because of the higher poundage makes the panic a little bit crappier. You know, you have to find that happy place and for what you're willing to put into it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I'm glad you said that. That's a that's a good that's a good point. Winker said he thinks that every spine chart is wrong. He said too stiff. How can that be? Every spine chart is wrong. Well, every spine chart in the world is wrong. He said. I I can never follow. I've never been able to follow a spine chart ever. Um, yeah. A lot of a lot of people can't. Um, the spine charts are a bit misleading. Um, I think most of them are geared towards uh, stabilizers, stabilizer setups. So yeah. everything, but then again, I mean, because if you look at the hunting setup, the hunting charts compared to the target charts, the hunting charts require a slightly stiffer arrow than the, um, the target charts. I think a lot of that's depending on what, uh, uh, what stabilizer length they're running, but they're also like, I can never shoot. I can never shoot the charts. Um, yeah. I mean, I could, I could shoot the charts, but I'm not going to shoot very well. Um, I know Grayson's in the same boat. Um, he's, I think he's at 30, 38, 39 pounds. And he's at, yeah, like, what? we're, yeah, we're both is he at, at like 38. Is, yeah. And he's at like, what is he at a 750 or an 800 spine arrow? Uh, I think he's a 750 in the Avances right now, Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to pull up his target real quick. And that's what I'm going to probably end up being as well. So yeah, like we're, we're shooting the same spine, same boundage, roughly we're on the same chart. Um, yeah. But the, the funny thing is I, I, I have taken my boat, like, like people that say like, I'm way, I'm way off on spine, right? Like way off. People used to say that about my center shot. That's an 80 centimeter target, by the way. So yeah, that's why I'm pulling it up. So, yeah. <laughs> so people, just to put it in perspective, Grayson shot a three, uh, a three eighteen half at fifty meters on an eighty centimeter face. You guys, you guys can put two and two together because he complains to us that oh, it's not so great. But if you look at this <laughs> in a hundred twenty two centimeter face, this is like a fifty, maybe. That's a fifty fifty six end. 
the two these two reds are definitely out. Yeah, they're they're all right. that bottom all nines. one might be in. That bottom one might be in though. That bottom that, one's so close. Get, yeah, that'd be close. It's so, a it's a fifty six or fifty seven. Fifty six or above. <laughs> that's all it matters. So just to just to put in perspective, this is the nonsense that John and I deal with uh, <laughs> on a daily basis. He's such an overachiever. But you know, I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's going to be different for everyone. I've yeah. noticed that we've also talked about this, like my, my shot process has gotten a lot more calmer and a lot uh, more repeatable. My release is a little bit, is it's cleaner. And I, I'm starting to see that stiff side now, which I didn't see before, before I was like, Oh yeah, they're all, you know, eight and in, I'm good, you know? And then as I, my group start tightening up more and I'm seeing these changes happen, if you're once your form gets to a point where it's repeatable and forgiving, you start to see you can you'll see more of oh I can take a a, a, a weaker arrow now because yeah. I'm shooting cleaner. And and to anybody that um says it's more forgiving to shoot a stiffer arrow than a weaker arrow can like prove it. Pound <laughs> sand <laughs> can go pound sand. Tell them to prove it. <laughs> Because if I shoot a if I shoot a slightly stiffer arrow at 50 meters, like if I'm having a really good day and I'm averaging like a 56, 57 end, if I take that same setup and shoot a slightly stiffer arrow, I'm shooting like 53 to 54. Like I'm dropping points bad. Um, yeah. But if I go slightly weaker, I'm dropping points as well, but not nearly as much. Um, but I wanted to go back to like you know, to the people that think that you know my my setup is too weak. The arrows are too stiff. Cause I've been hearing it for many, many years. Like, Oh, it just doesn't work out. Your center shot is so jacked. Your arrows aren't, your arrows aren't spined right. And my center shot was jacked back then. Cause I was out in the, out my face a little bit further. Um, and so the way angles came, came off of that arrow is different. But every time I had somebody shoot my bow, like Scott bills, for instance, like we're always in the same chart, same spine chart. He's shooting the same, same spine as me. Like, we're within a pound of each other pound maybe maybe two but we're shooting the same exact arrow like we're really close as well um i've, I've handed him my bow and i said here this is what's going to happen this is my indoor my indoor bow from like several lancasters ago and i'm like i want you to shoot the air i want you to shoot my arrow but i want you to aim on the right side of the paper like right at the edge of the paper he's like okay because i don't want you to miss the target he's like okay shoots it poof, straight right down the middle hits the center i'm like the spine's not the spine's not off the bow shoots good like it's huh. just shooting because that was my eyesight and when i grabbed his bow if i shot in the middle of paper i shot to the right we shot huh. both the, we sh both shot basically the same identical spine but we had our bow set up different the way my eye was seeing the arrow with that anchor but now All fast right. forward it now i changed my anchor down here because we're shooting more 50 meter stuff yeah I could take my bow that somebody thinks it's so, so off spine, hand them my bow. If they got like the same like 28 and a half to 29 inch draw length and they shoot it, the arrow just goes. It might not hit the middle where they're aiming, but that arrow comes off clean and it shoots and it groups. Um, so it's not me. Like anybody who could grab my bow and shoot it, they shoot the same poundage that has halfway decent finger, finger tension, is going to shoot like a really good arrow. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good stuff, man. I'm glad we got to have that conversation. I'm sure that'll help quite a few people or at least put in perspective what they have to work on and 
you know, yeah. maybe explain some of their gr- crazy groups and, and stuff it, like yeah, that. Even if, even if it helps a couple that are just like stuck in a rut and they can't figure it out and they think they got the tune right, but there's still a lot of doubt that they actually got it right because their groupings suck, then. You yeah, know, and doubt, you, doubt's no good. Yeah, you know, try, you know, try to go the other way and see if it gets better. Um, and buy those sets of arrows in like three or four different spines. Yeah. <laughs> That way you can take a lot of the guesswork out immediately. <laughs> I got I got some right here for those of you who are shooting shooting Easton. These avances are what that picture of what Grayson's shooting. It's this exact arrow right here. This is the avance. This is these are Jamie Di Giacomo's arrows, right? That she's switching over to the Easton avances from the X10s, and um, I have some of the Superdrive micros sitting over there that I'm playing with. I think I'm a little too stiff on those stiff. arrows they're 625 <laughs> yep oh um, wait grayson i told you ah. yeah you, well you well i mean Kinda. i'm shooting 600 baps i'm a yeah. 31 plus inch draw and you know so i could get away i can get away with it but these eastons definitely seem like they're on the stiff side so for those of you who are planning to make a change or i mean these avances are obviously you could look at grayson's target they do the job anybody says otherwise they're full of shit you know <laughs> but if you're going to spend the money if you're going to go with the super drive micro or you're going to go with an x10 or um i so or, i shot or, the same i shot the 700 like my my bow can shoot the 700 spine um nano extremes the same as they do a 710 pro comp really yeah and that's why my pro comps that's that's what sparked the quick change because you know, I couldn't get the my seven tens to shoot worth of crap, and then grab my uh my um uh extremes, and I couldn't shoot shoot a group worth of crap, and then yeah. I up the poundage, and now they're both like banging. Nice. <laughs> you just have to shoot a little bit more. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Get some yeah. practice in. Or all right, man. Spend money on new arrows. <laughs> or do that. Or do that. Or hopefully the the Eastons work out, but. Guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, I guess that's it, man. We covered a lot in a short amount of time. I think it was. I don't even know how long we've been doing this nonsense, but you said uh, this was going to be quick, but it wasn't that quick. It it freaking never <laughs> is. It never is. We I told, tried. I told we I told tried. Tara, I'm like, we're just going to do a really quick podcast. I'm just gonna be really quick. She's like, yeah, whatever. I'll see you in like an hour and a half. <laughs> sorry, Tara. Um, sorry for stealing your man. All right. Well, I think that's it, man. I think we're gonna we're gonna shut her down. Good luck, everyone out there finishing up uh, 3D trials. Good luck to Maggie and the crew that are in Canada. Yeah, Nova Scotia. Yeah, Pan American Senior and uh, Junior. junior. Um, Pan Pan American Games going on in Canada right now. So good luck to all of you. Uh, we wish you guys the best. And until um, next go ca- time, go catch a big brook trout and. Nova Scotia. <laughs> Is that what they catch in Nova Scotia? I don't I don't know. There's no, some big brook trout up there somewhere. <laughs> All right. So they say. So they say. He would know. All right. You have a great night, everyone. Peace out. See ya. Deuces.